The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. We have been doing something so fun. A lot of you have been a part of it, but if you haven't been, in the month of January, we were doing a book club, a virtual book club, totally free, for Chasing Cupcakes, my first book. And we're continuing it in February. We we did not get through the whole book in January. The discussions have been amazing. We have thousands of you participating. And the very cool thing about that is that it's become a hub for people who are taking action and people who are overcoming obstacles and people who are really leveling up and stepping into a better version of themselves. And every single time that I get on Facebook, literally every single time that I get on Facebook, I have notifications of somebody else posting a win, somebody else sharing how they're overcoming something that threatened to hold them back. And I don't know, I just feel like we need more of those communities. So Not only can you still join us in the Primal Potential Facebook group for that book club that's going to continue on through February, what I thought I would do is something I've never done before, but just the idea of it sounds really fun to me. I'm going to share a couple chapters from Chasing Cupcakes with sort of an expanded version. I'm going to ad lib as I go and share experiences that I've had or things that clients have shared or people in the Facebook group. So you're going to get a couple of the chapters, but you're also, I don't know, I, I think that's really neat. I was trying to think of like, wouldn't it be so cool if James Clear did a podcast going through Atomic Habits, but like ad libbing and adding more than what you get in the book? I don't know. I thought that would be really cool. And because I think that would be really cool, That is what I'm going to do today and probably for the next couple of weeks. Definitely not going to read the whole book or even close to the whole book, but a few chapters with some practical application ad lib. We're going to start with chapter one, though there's a couple of sections before that, the prologue, which a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people relate to, and also a section on getting the most out of the book, which I highly recommend that you not only read, but probably reread. All right. So let's start. The first chapter, and again, this is Chasing Cupcakes. You can get it in paperback, hardcover, Audible, and I read the Audible, or Kindle, and they're all available on Amazon. 
The first chapter is called The Hard Road, and it begins with a quote of unknown origin that says, Why do you always insist on taking the hard road? One friend asked another. Confused, the friend replied, Why do you assume I see two roads? So many people, right, don't realize that there's an easier way, that the way they've been doing it isn't the only way that they could do it. I know that was true for me for a really long time, but we'll, we'll kind of get into that in the chapter. So it goes like this. I was a couple months into writing this book when one of my clients sent me that quote I just read you. Reading it made me realize something important, maybe for the first time. Often, people who are struggling to change genuinely don't realize there is an easier way. If they were aware of the easier way, of course, they'd choose it. Typically, when we aren't getting results, we think the only option is to fight harder and for longer. Fortunately, there is another way. Here's what you need to know. The way things have been is not the way they have to continue to be. The road you're on, the road you've traveled up and back and up again for months, years, or maybe even decades, it was decades for me, it's not the only way. There's an easier way. And I know you'll have to see it to believe it, so I'm going to show you. And it's not just an easier way. It's also more effective and more sustainable. It's going to end the cycle of doing the work, undoing the work, and doing it over again and again. One of the primary reasons change feels so hard is that you continue to pour time and energy into strategies that don't work for you. And I'm going to tell you exactly what this has looked like for me in the past. They might keep you busy, but they don't solve your underlying problem. When your path to change is taking you down the hard road, you repeatedly fall short of your expectations. Without a doubt, one of the worst feelings in the world is letting yourself down. It's hardly a motivator. It sucks to know that you're the primary thing in your own way. Worse yet is not knowing how to get out of the way. And I think that's where so many people are right now. So many people listening to this podcast, so many people who message me know that they're in their own way, but they don't know how to get out of the way. They, don't, they know what they're doing that's tripping them up, but they don't know how to stop doing it. And that's really what chasing cupcakes is all about when you apply it. Very little is more frustrating than waking up determined to behave differently only to find yourself right back in the past pattern you swore you wouldn't choose again. Can anybody relate to that? You either start the week or the month or the day determined and clear on what you're going to do and then you're just like, I don't, I'm not doing it today. I don't care or screw it, I blew it. It sucks. It's a crappy feeling. Those are all the hallmarks of the hard road. I recognize it because I've been there. It's all too familiar to me. I've lived on that road for decades and I didn't know any other way. Though I intended for it to be the path to my goals, it brought me to places I really didn't want to be. Obese, miserable, deeply in debt, depressed, headed towards divorce. This was in my, my first marriage, my starter marriage. At my heaviest, 
If you had asked me what I wanted most in this world, I'd have told you weight loss, hands down. Nothing would have come in close second. If I could just lose weight, everything else would be better. I swear I would have done anything to lose the weight. Except, and even now when I look back on it, I'm like, man, that's a trip. Except the work required. I wanted it more than anything, But within hours, sometimes minutes of thinking about how desperately I wanted to lose the weight and planning out all these changes I would make, I'd be eating Hostess cupcakes and Mexican food and then a pint of ice cream, all while vowing to start tomorrow, to do better tomorrow and meaning it and really believing that I would do better tomorrow. And the pattern repeated itself for years. More accurately, I kept creating the pattern day after day, excuse after excuse, wanting a life so different from the one I was choosing. I used to tell myself that I'd just get it out of my system. If I overeat or binge today, I'll get it out of my system for a fresh start tomorrow. And I gave into that lie so quickly that I didn't allow time for honesty. I didn't allow time to be honest with myself, to to acknowledge that I had said and done that a million times before and it had never worked. It's just not true. It has never worked. I had to stop submitting to the familiar, convenient lies that kept me from creating change, that kept me from creating something I wanted more than anything else in the world. I had to stop shrinking myself into a box of past patterns that I wanted so desperately to step out of. I had to break this cycle, the cycle of, this is what I call it, continuous deferment. You know how in your student loans you can defer, like, I'll pay later, I'll pay later, I'll pay later. I was living like that. And I had to stop that cycle. Tomorrow, 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 but never today. I had to stop mortgaging today on promises for tomorrow because I was writing checks that my future couldn't cash, that my future wouldn't cash. I was creating habit debt digging a deeper hole to try to climb out of tomorrow. Every single time that I said like, I'll start tomorrow, while I reinforced the behavior that I wanted to change, while I reinforced this habit that I wanted to break, I was making it harder to do it tomorrow. That's what I mean when I say habit debt. I know I'm not alone in that feeling. Digging a deeper hole to try to climb out of tomorrow, one destructive, evasive choice at a time. The price of living that way is high, but we aren't stopping to consider what it's costing us. You know, I ask myself this question on a regular basis. If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? But I didn't used to ask that question. You know, when I would say like, oh, it's been a terrible day. I'm just going to get it out of my system and I'll be super strict tomorrow. I never stopped to say, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Is this worth it? Is this really worth it? Does this pattern work for me? Is this pattern the change that I'm wanting for my life because with every choice, we either choose change or we choose same. It's always one or the other. All right, where am I here? There's a Charlie Munger quote that reminds me of that failing mindset that kept me in a decades-long pattern of choosing an approach that didn't work. He says, to a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. 
And for me, the solution to every problem was like more willpower, more discipline. Willpower and discipline, they were my proverbial hammer, my ineffective approach to solving every problem. Even though it had failed countless times, the approach I kept turning to was also the approach that never worked. And I see this constantly when people message me. The approach they keep choosing in whatever area of their life, while I'm giving examples from chasing cupcakes of weight, I see it for people with money. I see it for people in business. I see it for people in relationships. The same thing, choosing the approach over and over and over that doesn't work. Back to the chapter. I was in an unconscious, unexamined, and unsuccessful habit of valuing intensity over consistency, working hard, in theory, in my mind, instead of working smart. I always went for like this super extreme approach, and and so I was in this all or nothing cycle. I was being super restrictive, or I was being super overindulgent, even though that pattern never worked for me. I was choosing a pattern that never worked for me. And as you read this, I want you to think about what are some patterns you keep choosing even though they've never worked. I was distracted by every new diet and weight loss program. Jumping from one thing to the next was nothing more than a cycle of intensity and inconsistency. When it came to weight loss, every approach was a variation on the themes of deprivation and restriction. It never took me where I wanted to go, yet I kept doing it for years. I was so desperate to change that I didn't stop to reconsider my approach. Okay, I love this line. If you're you're distracted or multitasking, come back to this one because I love it. Traveling along the easier road. Remember we said there's the hard road, there's the easier road. If you don't know what the easier road is, listen to this. Traveling along the easier road requires that you use the power of your brain instead of the intensity of your emotions. Traveling along the easier road requires that you use the power of your brain instead of the intensity of your emotions. One of the things I said to my mastermind group, I'm I'm hosting a mastermind for the first 12 weeks of the year. I said to them when we did our first meeting on uh, in the first week of the year, Slow down to the speed of wisdom. Because so many times when we choose these patterns and we're not even conscious that it's a pattern and we're not even conscious that we're choosing it, we're just very reactionary. And we're going through the motions. We're on autopilot. And it's such a familiar path that we can go on autopilot. But if you slow down, you can start to see these things that you aren't seeing when you're on autopilot. Slow down to the speed of wisdom. All right, it continues here. I had to get honest about what didn't work, and you do too. You have to start looking at what are these patterns? Do they work? What am I choosing here in this moment when I feel like I'm on autopilot? Is this a pattern for me? And I get to determine, you get to determine in every choice, am I choosing a same familiar pattern, or am I choosing change? Because that is always the choice. We'll explore these barriers in depth in the coming chapters, but for now, I want to highlight some of the primary differences between the hard road and the easier one. As we explore these, look to set aside your ego and resist the urge to defend your patterns and behaviors. 
The point of these lists is not to make you feel bad, but to help you identify what doesn't work without emotion. Together, through these pages, we're going to lift the veil on the old way so you can see it through fresh eyes. The stories, the beliefs, the excuses, the patterns. If you're thinking, I don't know what my patterns are, I'm telling you right now, that's what we are going to explore together so that you can see with fresh eyes all these things you're doing that are slowly eroding the beautiful life that is possible for you. We're going to forge a new path, one that is straighter, simpler, easier, and free from the costly detours of starting, stopping, giving up, giving in, and beginning again. It will be work, but it won't be as hard as not changing has been. This will be easier than the on-again, off-again, all-or-nothing, I'll-do-better-tomorrow pattern that you've initiated and quit a thousand times before. We'll use our effort to create lasting change instead of dancing through the no-change cha-cha. Two steps forward, two steps back, back to the middle and around again. Remember that song? Back to the middle and around again. The pattern is what... I not so lovingly refer to as a thousand beginnings and no end in sight. We're getting off that crazy train right now. Gaining clarity about what doesn't work is a prerequisite for creating change and will be a tool you'll use to shift from one approach to the other. Let's, let's revisit this, okay? Again, if you're doing something else, I want you to hear this. Gaining clarity about what doesn't work is a prerequisite for creating change and this will be the tool that you'll use to shift from one to the other, to shift from what doesn't work to what does work. All right, some hallmarks of the hard road. Ready for them? Valuing novelty or new things over, valuing novelty and intensity over consistency. Putting off until later what you don't feel like prioritizing today. Focusing on your skill set more than your mindset because it's all about how you think, right? That's what drives every decision we make and we talk about that in the rest of the book. Investing energy in the problem instead of acting on the solution. Making yourself a victim of factors outside your control. These are all hallmarks of the hard road. This is how you know it's harder than it needs to be. Making decisions based on emotion instead of principle trying to do everything right instead of focusing on doing the right thing. Talking yourself into an excuse instead of talking yourself into progress. And focusing more on the journeys and opinions of others than on your own. No matter how strong some of these habits and patterns feel, you are free in every moment to choose a different way. Every single choice is a chance to make that shift. Now, let's look at, in contrast, Some hallmarks of the easier road. So when you recognize those hallmarks of the hard road, that's how you know there's an easier way. These are some of the hallmarks of the easier road. Value consistency over intensity or novelty. Win the moment you're in. Leave yesterday and tomorrow out of it. Commit to improving your mindset and perspective every day. More hallmarks of the easier road. Invest your energy in creating solutions instead of making a case for the validity of the problem. Take advantage of all that is within your control and don't waste energy or place blame on what you can't control. 
a few more hallmarks of the easier road. Practice principle-based responsive instead of emotionally infused reactions. Focus on doing the right thing instead of doing all the things right. Keep your eyes on your own work. Waste no energy comparing your journey to somebody else's. And lastly, the last hallmark of the easier road, seize every opportunity to break away from past patterns, right? You're either choosing a familiar pattern or you're choosing change. You're choosing new. You're choosing a different way. You are 100% in control of which approach you choose every single time, every single day, no matter what. No matter how many thousands of times you've made a choice along the hard road, you are still free to make a decision along the easier road right now, in this moment, in the next moment, today, tomorrow, every day. You are free to choose differently always. There is absolutely nothing keeping you chained to the hard road. Then we talk about how white knuckles are red flags. I'm going to share this piece with you and then we'll, we'll wrap it up and revisit another section another day. Grip something really tight and you'll watch your knuckles turn white as the tension restricts blood flow. As you fight to hold on, your hands give visible warning to you. White knuckles. Do not rely on willpower to create change. White knuckles are red flags. I was the queen of strict diets. I told myself that more strict meant more effective. I did not face the full truth that more strict meant less sustainable. Can you relate to that? Like you think, oh, the more strict it is, the more results I'm going to get. Well, the more strict it is, the less sustainable it is. So no, not true at all. I relied purely on willpower. I remember once doing the famous HCG diet for 40 days without exception, truly, truly without exception. I ate just 400 calories per day and took these drops, human chorionic gonadotropin HCG, to stimulate fat burning on what was essentially a, a starvation diet. I mean, honestly, eat 400 calories a day without the drops, you're probably going to, you know, get really sick and lose a lot of weight and then put it back on in grand fashion. So I would eat one grapefruit, one piece of white fish, and a half a tomato. <laughs> That's it. That is what I had and these HCG drops. As soon as I deviated from the strict plan, I decided that my willpower had failed me and since I was, quote, off, I might as well go way off. Sometimes the binge was a day and other times it lasted for weeks. It was stupid. It was ineffective. It required immeasurable amounts of time, energy, and emotion, and most importantly, it did not work. I felt like I was constantly fighting against myself. And when you're fighting against yourself, you will always lose. You can't win when you're fighting against you. And this fight, this desperate grip, the tension you generate to avoid losing control, I see it all the time when people are trying to create change. It's constant resistance, resentment, discipline, and willpower. I call it white-knuckle willpower. And it is a hallmark of that hard road we were talking about. Because it's you against yourself, you against your habits, you against what you want, you against temptation. And yeah, restriction and white-knuckle willpower are one option for change, but they're not the only one. They're not the easiest option, and they're definitely not the most sustainable or the most pleasant option. And willpower, it can be kind of in, you know, kind of trendy. Everybody wants to be tough and hardcore, and we beat ourselves up when we drop the ball and wake up intending to be more strict in the days ahead. But there's no badge of honor for misery. 
And there's no award for toughness. Seeing this journey as your, your mind against your body or your past against your future, it overlooks a critical truth that there's only one team. You're doing this for you, with you, by you. If you're fighting against yourself and you convince yourself that there are two sides, you can't possibly win. So don't choose that perspective. Forget the intense all-in white-knuckle willpower lifestyle overhaul that you've been considering. Let go of the worry of how you'll stay on track next weekend. Instead, choose to be intentional about the progress you're committing to each day. You're not stuck. Your temptations, your impulses, your past patterns, they do not have more control than you do. In fact, those temptations and those impulses and those past patterns have no control. Only you have control. When you feel unfocused or overwhelmed, take a look at the mental models characteristic of the hard road and the easy road and challenge yourself to just make one choice, just one, not for the rest of your life. But when you're struggling, go back to those lists and choose to make one choice, just one, along the easier road. That's all it takes, right? We just do that again and again and again and we start to become aware of these past patterns and we start to choose the easier road instead of the hard road and it gets easier. And then we do it again tomorrow and we feel like we're having a hard time. You know, take a screenshot of these lists or or print them out and put them in your journal and just start recognizing when you're on the hard road and say, what's one choice I can make along the easier road? I've literally written it out for you and that's where it starts. That's all it ever takes. And that's only chapter one, right? (laughs) That's only chapter one. So if you haven't joined us for the book club, yes, we were going for the month of January, but we only got in, you know, four chapters or so, five chapters. So head over to the Primal Potential Facebook group. I'll link it up in the description. We're going to keep on rolling. It's an incredible community. And I don't know, I think we all need more incredible communities. So I'll put the link in the description. I'll see you over there. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.